Navigating today's real estate market can be tricky. Do you want to buy a house, sell a house, stuck with a house and don't know what to do? Get the professional help you need. This is Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Nathalie Medina Rowe. Call our team of experts now. 1-877-927-6969. This is Real Radio. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, good morning to you. Welcome to another edition of Florida Talk Real Estate. And for the next hour, you are more than welcome to join the program toll-free at 877-927-6969. I'm your air traffic control, your boy, Johnny C. Let's get a starting lineup on a Saturday morning, your Florida Talk Real Estate team. We have Antares International Realty. That is a top-producing Keller Williams team. They are represented very well in here on a Saturday as we have Jimmy D. It's Jim DePolo right here. Good morning to you. Glad you're with us, Johnny. Oh, it's good to have you with us as well there, Jimmy <laughs> Not in jail. Thank you. And uh, and glad you're feeling a little better, too. Thank you. That means, that means uh, we're both feeling a little better, too. Uh, we'll keep going around the horn. We also have uh, the other very high representation of Antares International Realty. We have Natalie Medina with us. Good morning to you, my dear. Hi. Good morning, Johnny. How are you? I am well. It's always good to see you in. I've missed you. It feels like it's been too long. I know. I always feel the same way. You're always so busy. Always. <laughs> yeah, but nothing changes for sure. And as we keep going around, we have the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm. Hello to you, Mike Rao. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Excellent. Thanks, Johnny. Look at us all. I'm, I, together I, I again. feel like I've missed a story here. I'm not sure what's. Uh, what did I miss? Uh, um, I got. I almost got baited into some serious road rage this morning, oh. and it took everything that I had to uh, be the bigger man and walk away from it. Wow! Yeah. Somebody brake checking you. Brake check and then throw their car across the front of mine, get out and decide to like try me right in the middle of the road. Wow, they actually mm. got out of the car and everything. Yeah, it was uh, it was um, interesting. What a dumbass. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, at least you kept your temper. That's a good thing. Cooler heads prevail. Yep. <laughs> Children, if you're listening, walk away. Walk away. You know Turn how many, the other cheek. When I, when I were, used to work for the Sun Sentinel as a newspaper reporter, you know how many crazy stories I wrote about that kind of stuff? Scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really, really angry people out there, and you yes. don't know what they're capable of, so you got to be careful in times like that. And it, yeah, like, if I can uh, give a story, it was one time in Caracas years ago. I was going to work, and it was uh, traffic going up the hill. And so the guy behind, no, the guy in front of me was honking to the guy in front of him. He came so upset with a Rottweiler, mm-hmm. put that Rottweiler out of the car and took a bat and started banging on the person's car that was hon- honking at him. Mm-hmm. And wow. I was like, seriously? Jeez. <laughs> it's seven in the morning. They, they call that, the uh, that's road rage here. I don't know what they call it in Venezuela. Well, Probably uh, Thursday morning, you know? Well, <laughs> well, compared to what's going on over there, that's a good day right now compared to what's going on in Venezuela I right know. now. It's crazy. I, um, I just wanted to say hello, everybody, on Facebook. We hey. are live again good morning, on Facebook. Facebook. Good morning. Wave, Mike. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so everybody knows who everybody is. Um, the Facebook uh, live stream, just so you know, Johnny, has been working excellent finally for four weeks in a row. We've had no glitches. Good. Um, the audio is perfect. So if you ever uh, hear the show while you're driving around in a car and um, um, you're like, wow, I forgot what those guys said or something, just go to the, for our Facebook page, Florida Talk Real Estate. You can hear the whole show and you can see Crazy Natalie swinging the sword right now. Um <laughs> Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, we always have our podcast on floridatalkrealestate.com. Um, our uh, e-voice system, the 888 number is working again perfectly. 
and uh, all our podcasts are up. So everything's back to normal finally. Good. I don't I don't know what happened with that complaint with iTunes channel, but we won. So <laughs> that's yeah, a good thing. So that's all I and, know. And that's the way it should have gone down. Yeah, the whole thing is just that whole thing was just crazy. Um, today we have a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to get into interest rates again and leave off with Mike where Mike left off with us uh, two weeks ago. Is that when you were here, Mike? Two weeks ago, I think. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about interest rates again. Up, uh, we lost our. We lost it again, Johnny. Oh, you should be. Nope. No. Do you have any control over there? No. Mine's all the way up, 100%. Hmm. I just lost you. Lost your headphone? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm, I'm better now. Right. Okay, good. Okay, so, uh, guys, we're going to get into the interest rates. Sorry about that, audience. We're going to get into the interest rates. Um, we're also going to talk about refis again. Uh, we already used an example of where the, you get the no cost, you know, no closing cost refi, and we explained, you know, how that's actually done and the way it's actually done, uh, just to wrap it up, is that you're basically paying, in most situations, you're paying about a percentage point higher on the life of the loan in order to get that savings that they talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we discussed that in great detail. We did get a lot of phone calls, Mike, uh, from people wanted to shop around after they went to those type of companies, said, hey, let's give you guys a shot. We're going to talk about that. Yep. Um, and we're also going to talk about how not to negotiate um, a purchase or sale of your property. I have a very interesting case that helped happen last week with a really great couple that put themselves, I feel, in a very bad situation. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that, about what not to do when you're negotiating a purchase or sale of a house. But first, we have some congratulations to do right. at the top of the hour. Um, uh, Yvette and Chris just bought a beautiful home. It, is it Was it Chris? Is the yes. first thing? Yvette and Chris. Uh, uh, just bought a beautiful, beautiful, brand new home in the Lake Worth area. Is that right? Yes, it's in Lake, Lake Charleston. Um, I think it was a four bedroom, three bath house with a pool. With a pool. Yeah. Great location, great schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent school system. Uh, congratulations to them and thank them for trusting Natalie to uh, walk themselves through the mortgage. Pro- I mean, for the for the home purchasing process. And congratulations to Mike uh, for getting them a loan and closing on the deal. Nice. Yep. And then we had uh, James. Uh, now, I missed that closing, so I didn't go to the uh, final walkthrough. That was James and... That was and James Robertson. Si- oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're not doing last names. No, we don't do last names. <laughs> that, I, I meant uh, Jim, Jim, James <laughs> Doe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you remember what city? Because Mike... Mike uh, no, that was in, in West Palm Beach mm-hmm. in West of 95. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful house, uh, three-bedroom, two-bathroom with a pool. Mm-hmm. Good location. Oh, they got a pool. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, they have a pool. Okay, that's awesome. Um, the seller did what they're going to do, mm-hmm. and we did what we're supposed to do as well. Oh. So they're happy, happy buyers. Congratulations mm. to them. And again, mm. they used the mortgage firm with Mike Rao and got that's their right. mortgage uh, that way also. So that's a two for this week. That was a successful closing. Um, yeah. yeah, James, I met with James when he first came in. He called from the show. Yes. He was a first-time home buyer. Um, he had some issues, I think, in uh, getting ready to get ready for the mortgage. Is that true, Mike? I mean, there was a couple things that we had to get him lined up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nothing nothing too serious, nothing super long-term. Right. So, Did we end up getting him seller contributions? Uh, yeah. He, he got, got a seller's concession. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and what that means out there for the public, that means that uh, we built in some of the buyer's closing costs into the purchase of the home. Uh, and the seller agreed at the purchase price to give some money back to the buyer so that they could pay for some closing costs and prepaid and down payment. Awesome. That's right. So that was excellent. Congratulations, James. Thank you for trusting our team mm-hmm. uh, of performing once again. 
Yes, and James is a big fan of Johnny C. Yes. He oh. told me he's mm -hmm. a big fan of the radio show. Nice. Mm -hmm. Thank so. you, James. Thanks for yeah. trusting the team, too. Congratulations. <laughs> now, if everything goes well, Johnny, check this out. So we had two closings this week, but we're going to have another 33 closings in the next 38 days if everything closes out. <laughs> 33 closings in 38 days. Wow, you guys are slamming, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a little crazy. Right That's now, great. we have a no, lot of... No, who said that? <laughs> no. Everything is going to be beautiful. Yes, it it's is. Gonna have, we're going to have a very smooth transaction and transition to the closing table. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to knock a bunch of them out. just saying it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. Nancy, Nancy Allgood, our, our office manager. The big um, toe. She's our yeah. Sergeant Holka. Uh, yeah. You haven't seen her while, right? It's Sorry. been a while, yeah. Um, I think she's dying her hair now. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Because of the gray. On, her, the, stress, on the radio. From the stress. Because you guys are I'm teasing her. her. Yeah. I'm teasing her. She's awesome. I hope she's, she's not awesome. listening to us. And, <laughs> and actually, congratulations to us. We hired a new employee. Um, yes. Eileen Zambrano. Uh, we're very, very excited to have her on the team. Yeah. Uh, she's giving some support staff to Nancy right now. Oh, good. Uh, eventually, she may become a real estate agent and come on our team. We're going to uh, try her out on an admin first. Great. And we're very, very excited. And that's another thing I wanted to mention. If anybody out there is listening and they have their real estate license and they're thinking, I want to do 33 closings in 38 days. <laughs> <laughs> I think they and all are. I, yes. I want to be a part of a team that does that kind of business. You got to give us a call. Um, you know, just go to our FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Go to our Facebook to send us a private message. We promise it'll be a private consultation. And if you're on Facebook, press the like button too, by the way. Oh, please, please. Uh, that would be awesome. And um, and write a review. Write a review of the show and let us know yeah. what's going on and write a comment uh, on the um, on the videos. Mm -hmm. But um, if you are a realtor and you're thinking, I really want to move it up to the next level, because the average agent, Johnny, in Florida, I'm giving you the quiz because you should know this by now. Hmm. The average agent in Florida, how many deals do they do a year? Uh, is it seven? Uh, six to eight. Uh -huh. <laughs> six to eight deals. So like a deal every other month, that's what they're doing, okay? Mm -hmm. Our goal is, is we want our uh, team members, um, and we train them how to do this. We would like them to close a minimum of four to six a month each team member. Okay. Nice. And uh, so more, a deal a week, deal in a quarter a week, something like that. If you want to grow your business bigger than that, we would love uh, to sit down and teach you how to do that. Sure. We're going to give you all the skills on how to do that. Plus, we have the support staff needed to help you to do that kind of volume because there's a lot of agents very intimidated. Uh, it's like, how am I going to do a deal, deal in a half a week, two deals a week? How can I do that? Uh, there is enough time in the day. Well, there is if you're trained right and you learn time management, and you have the support staff that you need that we offer here at Antares International Realty. So please, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you because our team is growing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we need agents in Vero Beach. We need agents in uh, Port St. Lucie, Martin County, Palm Beach County, Broward County, Dade County. Right. So if you're interested, give us a call. Yes. Um, and I, Eileen is bilingual as well. Yes, bilingual. So that's uh, a big, um, big asset that we just hire. So... I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, Eileen's going to be a great addition. We're very excited. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about the interest rates, just an overview. Now, the last time we met two weeks ago, Mike, we were at uh, something like 3.44 or 3.41 for the prime interest rate, which not everybody's going to get, but that's the basis how they determine whether interest rates are going up. So that's the perfect credit person gets uh, 3.4 something. The record, according to Fannie Mae, is 3.31 for a 30-year mortgage, fixed rate. 
Uh, do you know where we are right now, Mike? You know, I didn't look exactly where we're at. I know you, I I know you told me to, but I forgot to look at the primary. I, I know. It's funny because you ask me stuff like that. I don't um, – maybe maybe I should pay more attention to that statistic. Yes, but, you do. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I just look at what rates are my clients are getting. And okay. so I know that we're, we're in that range still. So mm-hmm. – um, you know, I can't talk about specific rates on the air, but everything, everything is in that range. Okay. So if you're, if you're getting, if you've got, uh, well, let me ask you this, uh, 30 year loan. Okay. Yes. If you're seeing 3.4, you know, on the TV, right. cause that, you know, the reason why I ask you for that rate all the time, it's a, it's a barometer to determine that, you know, that's what the national economy uses as a barometer to determine, determine where we are in the rates. That's okay? right. And that's why I always say that doesn't mean you're going to get that rate. Mm-hmm. All the planets have to align perfectly for you to get that rate, but you're going to be very close to it, uh, depending on your credit score, down payment, debt-to-income ratio, things right. like that. Sure. But if they're around 3.4 for the prime rate, okay, should a customer be getting uh, 3.8% if they've got a 640 credit score, their debt-to-income ratio fits right within the FHA guidelines, things like that? Um, what should they be expecting? Well, cor- uh, yeah, FHA, VA, you're not you're not going to get you're going to get pretty very very close to that to that prime rate, okay. right? So there's no little ticks for penalties. There's okay. no what's called risk-based mm-hmm. pricing. So when you switch to a conventional loan, um, you start taking little hits on the rate that you're offered. Mm-hmm based on your risk. So lower credit, you're going to get a little bit higher interest rate. Um, if you're loan to value, so it's not so much the DTI, but the loan to value. So if I'm at 80% or better, mm-hmm. uh, so 20% down or more, mm-hmm. then you're going to start to get that uh, as close to possible as that, you know, that national that, average yes. rate. So, And when you say a little uh, bit, we're talking like you, you start to just get into the low four. Uh, I, I mean, not even to four, right? Not even to four. We're not yeah, I mean, unless you're, there's other things. So if you're, if you're buying an investment property, if you're buying a multifamily home, if you're doing a cash out refinance versus a straight rate and term refinance, mm-hmm. all of those things are considered, you know, added risk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, if it's a second home versus a primary home. So mm-hmm. those little things start to tick up. So, you know, if I was doing, you know, a, a, a fourplex investment home, yeah, I'm probably going to be, uh, somewhat just over that 4%. You know, rate, but a lot. It depends on credit, loan to value, and then the other little factors in the in in the deal that nobody thinks about. But you know, we got somebody locked in right now. I locked in when it was uh, probably optimum uh, on a VA loan at three point two five for three wow. or, for a thirty year fixed rate. Wow. Nice. So I mean, that's that that stuff was available. Like there was that that spot right after the whole Brexit thing, mm-hmm. where it really you know got pretty low. Um, right. It's funny. I was talking to somebody. You know, we had a, a refinance uh, lead come in, and he's been at a nine percent. I remember thirty-year fixed rate. He's about mm-hmm. twenty-five years into his nine percent thirty-year fix. And he's That's talking right. to me. He said, "You know what? When I did that, now why he hasn't refinanced since then, I don't know. I don't know. But he said when I did that, that was like rock bottom rates. I mean, that that <laughs> yep. was twenty-five years ago. That was rock bottom rates. I couldn't get any better. I, nobody, everyone said that's it's never going any lower. And I'm like, well, we're kind of in that situation now, but we're really kind of we're really at the rock bottom. I don't know how how it could go any lower. But yeah, uh, three point two five. I mean, that's just a crazy time. Yeah. Now, now just just for perspective, that gentleman that, that we both talked to is definitely correct because the average interest rate for the United States over the last forty years taking out the crazy booms and the crazy busts, you know, along the way of those 40 years, mm-hmm. is 7 to 9%. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying that over and over again. So when you have something under 4%, if you're not thinking of buying right now or doing that refi, okay, 
you know, when are you going to do it? You know, <laughs> exactly. when, when is a better time for you to do it? What, when would you be in a better financial position uh, to make that happen? You wouldn't. Um, and because the interest rates have been so low, prices are going up um, still pretty fast. And that's given more and more people more equity. So if you had tried to do a refi three years ago and you were, let's say, I'm, I'm just making it up, you needed to be at $350,000 for your appraisal and you were at 290 or 310, let's say, you know, between 290 and 310, mm-hmm. it might be time to come back and take a look mm-hmm. because you might have that 350. Now, Johnny, we're so close to pulling yours again because you're so close. Mm-hmm. And you've only been in your home about 18 months. That's right. And he's already looking at maybe 20% equity house in 18 months. This is crazy town we're going. People have to take advantage of us. Please give us a call. All you got to do, go to our website, floridatalkrealestate.com, fill out that form. Uh, call that number in the upper left-hand corner. Go to our Facebook page. Reach out to us in a private message. You can give us a public post if you want. Sure. Uh, we'll respond either way. But uh, you got to make that phone call. And now let's talk about some of the options that people have. We've talked about before about those um, no-closing-cost refis. And we explained that the way that happens is is that the way that mortgage companies can do that and still make money is they raise your interest rate and they make a profit off that interest rate. That's the you know the most basic way to describe it. If you want to know more detail about it, just listen to the video um, from uh, two weeks ago right. where we talked about it in much greater detail. Mm-hmm. And then um, we had a couple of people that came to us even since then uh, that tried those type of companies. And Mike, almost every single time, was able to give them a point less than what was being offered by the other company. Mm-hmm. And I think all of them decided to go with your choice of, as opposed to the other ones. Yeah, so far, true? so far. So we, um, there's there's at least two, mm-hmm. at, you know, just that very sure. recently that, that right. are going that way. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough to talk about this because you're not, um, you know, you can't be 100% sure, right? So that, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not out here guaranteeing what's happening there, but it's very, it's pretty apparent. And for somebody who's been doing it for a while, anybody who's got any experience, they're, they're going to be able to see, that that's what's happening, and it's it doesn't mean it's a, a bad thing, right? Right. It, it might no. it might make sense for some in people. some cases, especially we, if you're in a short term, you know, um, time timeline for being in that property. Then mm-hmm. of course it's going to make sense. There's always a break even point, right, where you're in the black or you're in the red. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what we can be sure about is based on what those customers told us, what was being offered out there to them, compared to what you were offering. What we are sure about is that it was a point a approximately a right. point less than what they were being right. offered that the, that we can be the, sure. The, the, here's what's here's what's 100 percent sure there are costs to do a residential you know refinance or purchase transaction mm-hmm. there are costs whether that's uh you know costs for a lender uh costs for a settlement company fees to the government i mean those things exist they need to be paid one way or the other that's right, right? Mm-hmm. so settlement companies not doing their stuff for nothing the settlement company doesn't uh, issue title insurance policies for nothing. Those things cost money. So the question is, where is that money coming from? So is it coming in the rate? Is it coming from right. the lender? Is it coming from the buyer? You know, those, right. those are pretty much the options right. in, a, in a refinance. Now, let's talk about a different situation, okay? So we have these national companies uh, that are advertising like crazy all over the country. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how... You can pick up the phone. Well, not even pick up the phone. Go online, answer like seven questions or something like that online. 
and you got your mortgage like super fast, like a missile, oh, right? Boy. You know, missile mortgage or something, right? Or whatever the hell they call it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I can picture okay. those ads. Something okay. very close. <laughs> so the thing is, is that um, we need to describe to the public uh, what the risks of those type of mortgages are, okay? Um, from I'm going to talk from realtor's perspective first, because Natalie, we just went through this with a customer. Yes. They decided that they were going to use one of those type of companies. They went and got their information. They filled out everything. And actually, to be fair, um, in this case, the person that was handling the mortgage application for that national company was actually very good and on top of their game. Very good. Very okay. good. They they even gave us a desktop underwritten uh, to the buyer. Document review. Yes, everything. They but really this missile company. Right. So, um, so what happened, though, is, is that we warned them. You know, this might not be a good thing. Sellers are going to have a problem with this. You could have a problem with this down the road if they don't do it the right way. They were very adamant they wanted it because they were getting some, quote, savings because they offer like this 250 bucks in savings or something sometimes. $2,000 right? uh, um, oh, discount. Oh, it was $2,000 discount. Yeah. So that sounds pretty hefty, right? Yeah, it does. So um, they decided they were going to go forward with that against our better judgment, but we were okay with it because after Natalie talked to the person from that company, he was like, wow, this guy is on top of their game. And we've closed deals with these type of companies before, and we've had very good experiences a couple times when they really knew what they were doing, but there were a lot of people out there. It's like, oh, my God, we had to make it happen for the buyer. So it's luck, of the, luck of the draw when you're contacting yeah, them, basically? Yeah, it really is because yeah. you don't know who's picking up the phone. And the other thing is, is that um, – some of them, we had to yank it from those companies at the last minute and then bring it over to Mike or other mortgage companies at the last minute to salvage the deal, or they were gonna, the buyers were going to lose a lot of money and the house so that they could buy but couldn't buy because of that particular mortgage company. Man, what a stressful so, situation they find themselves so, in, huh? Yeah, so in this case, Natalie turned in an offer for this buyer, and what happened, Natalie? Well, um, the listing agent is... Uh, a realtor with a lot of reputation here in Palm Beach County. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my respect to her because she's, she's amazing. And she's, um, she's a, a broker with Keller Williams, too. Okay. And, yeah, top producing agent. A top no producing doubt. agent. No so doubt. I told her, hey, listen, Sharon, um, I'm presenting this offer. I'm going to tell you I spoke with the lender. And he's doing a wonderful job with the buyer, getting the loan and everything. And she called me five minutes later. And she said, I'm sorry. Uh, based on my experience, I can't take this offer with this uh, pre-approval letter from the missile company. Wow. And I said, I know, I advise the buyer that this missile company, they do one thing on the front and they promise you, but by the end, it's right. going to cost you a lot of money. So finally, the buyer switched because he was very upset and he could not understand um, why the listing agent was not mm -hmm. taking this offer. Mm -hmm. So we, well, there was a, a big drama in there. Oh, okay. it's the it's the sellers not taking the offer, but they're advised by their listing agent. Now, th that brings up a question because I hear this sometimes. Do they have to take the offer, Jim? Well, that's what Can I they discriminate against Thank the, you, a Mike. lender? Thank you, Mike. Um, they can't, from what I understand, and I'm not an attorney, okay, but sellers are not allowed to dictate where the buyer is going to, who the buyer is going to get financing from. So they can't say you're going to use, the seller can't say you're going to use a mortgage broker of my choice mm -hmm. or I'm not giving you a deal. They really can't do that. Mm -hmm. However, they do have a right to reject um, 
an offer based on terms, and one of those terms could be financing. And one of the policies that we have on our team, Mike, is as you know, is that uh, we have in, when we sit down with sellers, we talk about the deal killers. And one of the deal killers is people getting uh, mortgage approvals that really aren't fully approved. And there's a risk to the seller of that. So we say, look, um, you have a choice. You could just throw the spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks if you like the offer. Mm -hmm. Or you could, um, you have the legal right to request that they get a second approval from a mortgage lender of your choice. So that way there's two approvals, one from the one that they want to use and the one that from a seller uh, trusts. Now, the, they're not allowed to say you have to use the mortgage company uh, from the seller, mm -hmm. but the seller has a right to have a second opinion of their choice. Because ultimately, that's the kind of thing that can cause that deal to not go through in the end, and now the seller's maybe list out on missed out on potential other offers, right? I right, mean, it, that's the whole point. Right, because they're taking their house off the mar market, right. and you might not find out for 30, 40, 50 days sometimes, especially if there's a problem that the deal's just not going through, mm -hmm. and there's cost and damages to the seller for that. And Not totally uncommon for sellers to choose certain lending uh, over others, though, right? I mean, in my experience, uh, we made multiple offers on a couple of homes right. uh, that were the exact offer they ended up taking, they just chose a conventional loan versus right. our FHA loan, and that was their uh, consultant, their realtor, leading them down a path of we're gonna we prefer this lending versus this lending. And the reality is, is they were they were gonna be good with our offer. They definitely because we had you desktop underwritten, that's fully right. reviewed, and ready to go. Ready and to go, and that's Mike's standard. You know, at mm -hmm. the mortgage firm, that's Mike Rouse's standard from the mortgage firm. So the thing is, is that we always recommend the sellers. And if you're a listing agent, if you're thinking about listing your property and you're interviewing uh, listing agents, you know, agents to sell your home, and they're not discussing with you about this up front, mm -hmm. you know, I'd be sit second guessing myself and about hiring that agent. Red flag. Um, yeah, there's a lot of agents out there. I, I talked to an agent that I'm meeting with today right after the show for a, um, a showing because they don't have the proper licensing in order to get into this house, believe it or not, okay? But um, when I ask them if their buyer is desktop underwritten reviewed, right? Mm -hmm. She was like, what do you, she actually said this, are you talking uh, ch Japanese to me right now? Oh boy. Right, and I go, you don't know what that means? She goes, no, and I said, okay, let me try to get a little more basic. Are you pre-approved or pre-qualified? She goes, well, I'm pre-qualified. And she goes, you can't get a mortgage, you can't get a mortgage pre-approval until you have a house under contract. Oh boy. And I said, no, that's not true. And she got very nasty with me and she goes, yes, it is. That's what my mortgage broker says. And I said, well, you have a lazy mortgage broker mm -hmm. because Mike, do you need to have the house under contract in order to get uh, a pre-approval, uh, you know, no. document reviewed, desktop right. underwriting approver, or loan prospect right. approval? Right. There's, there's, um, you know, when the when the TRID stuff came out last October, they they set down some rules. So essentially, you, without getting into the nitty gritty, once mm -hmm. we have uh, X amount of pieces of information, we are the, at that point t have taken a loan application. The mm -hmm. loan application begins once you have as many pieces of information required to start the loan application. Um, so you uh, until you have a contract, you don't have one of those big piece of information, which is the, the, the address of the property. Right. Okay. So right. until you have an address of property, you're not in a loan application, mm -hmm. uh, but you can do everything other than that. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, if you get somebody who's pre-qualified, that means we've talked, mm -hmm. I probably pulled credit. Uh, that's it. Right. Uh, if they're pre-approved, it means I've talked, we pull credit, 
I ask them questions. I've got documentation to back up income and mm-hmm. assets. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, that's, so, and that's really what and that's a, a seller, big, big difference. What a seller needs and a buyer needs. And and um, we had, if I can bring up a just a specific example. Um, so this was a refinance, but if this had been a purchase, this could have been disastrous for everybody involved. But um, she she came from you know another company that had some some you know like an online kind of automated approval thing, which probably you know they basically ask you for basic information, they pull your credit, and based on what you've provided, they're going to give you a pre-approval, you know, a go ahead. And you can proceed with your loan, so that's fine. And that's no verification of documentation. It's not that's... verification up front. So you're, they're basically saying you've told me that you make you know six thousand dollars a month in mm-hmm. gross income. Okay, that's fine. But you know, th- so that could even get through automated underwriting because essentially the automated underwriter is looking at the information that's plugged into the application. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point during your process, the, uh, a real underwriter, a real person is going to be verifying all of this information on your application with documentation. Mm-hmm. So the simplest thing is I can, you know, we're going to look at a driver's license to make sure that your name and your birthday are correct. Mm-hmm. Right. That's 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 the basic. We have yeah, your basics. application says this. Sure. Give me something that backs it up. So we do that with income. We do that with assets. Um there's also, in this particular case, uh, on her credit, there was nothing on her credit that would indicate anything derogatory. She had very high scores. There's not a single negative item on her credit report. But in talking to her right. and figuring out why she refinancing, she's uh, she had a, you know, there was a foreclosure in her past. And there are wait periods that you must wait after having a foreclosure. Mm-hmm. And so she would not have been able to do a conventional purchase or refinance based on those wait periods. And there's nothing to indicate anywhere in her in her documentation but in talking with her and kind of thinking about it it it's like well what are we doing this so she could have gone through a purchase and i guarantee you and i guaranteed her 100 percent at some point that foreclosure is going to come up in the process because the underwriter is not going to let it go by there's too many things that they have access to Mm. it is not going to slip through so she could have been in contract Mm. you know 25 days into the process uh you know, and, and that would have blown up. You know, she would have had to switch financing or she, you know, who knows? So, so that's the perfect situation where the, I mean, you just have to have somebody involved who up front knows as much or tries to know as much as the underwriters know and try to look at it from an underwriting perspective. Because at some point in every single loan, regardless of who you go with, there is a person who is looking at and underwriting your file. And, and oh. 877-927-6969. If you have a question involving what we're talking about, please don't be shy. Join the program. You always got FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. That is the website. You're all access for this entire team as we join each and every Saturday for Florida Talk Real Estate. We got Jim DePola and Natalie Medina, the Antares International Realty team represented well. And, of course, we have Mike Rao, the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm with us today. Can I ask a quick question, Jimmy Absolutely. D? So I've heard claims, Mike, that some approval letters they claim have more clout or better standing than others mm-hmm. is that a ridiculous claim or is there any validity to that uh i you know it's i i wouldn't say that uh not generally no but it all depends on your your pre-approval letter honestly is being generated by a loan originator so that's somebody like me okay that loan originator or it could be an automated system who's giving you this letter mm-hmm. um so that pre-approval is only as good as the originator who's generated that that letter, which means how much work has the originator done to make sure that you can close the deal, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody is having a file underwritten at the outset. Right. It just doesn't work that way. You don't. You know. You get. You do your pre 
pre-approval. So pre-qualification, pre-approval, into application, underwriting, and close. There it is. That's okay? the order. That's, that's the process. Mm -hmm. So until, you know, you don't really know until it's underwritten. That's right. that's that stamp saying, all right, we are right. good. But that pre-approval letter is coming long before that, you know, um, maybe months before that, because, you know, who knows how long it's going to take to find the right house. Exactly. Sure. Natalie, Things how do you change. feel about when, when you're working with the listing, right? And let's say you have four offers and you're looking at four approval letters. Do you feel the way Mike is that it doesn't matter uh, what the content of the approval letter is? Well, um, well, it all depends. If I, if I recognize... The lender, I mean, because we I have worked in the past with them when I work with buyers, mm -hmm. because I mm -hmm. work more with buyers than sellers. I might, you know, just ask for permission and call the lender. But if it come in, if you have, if it comes, it comes an offer with a pre-qualification letter. Of course, I'm gonna start asking questions to the buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. If the buyer buyer's agent doesn't have any answer. I mean, I would give them the opportunity. So it depends how many offers we have on the table. Sure. But uh, we definitely am going, I'm going to advise the seller why this is a strong offer. And before we even approve the offer and have and execute the contract, I will ask the buyer to give me permission to talk to the lender. Well, and, well, and, and you can start to, I think when you guys are looking at it, you're looking at kind of like, you know, is there a reputation behind this? You know, who's the LO who wrote the letter? Right, loan right. officer. Um, what what, they, what yeah. financing institution did it come from? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's kind of like reputation. But yeah, I mean, people well, who do a lot of business in this field know what's good and what's and what's not good and what needs to be followed up on and what needs uh, and what's a slam dunk. Well, you know? it, it does make a difference to me. Okay, um, when I've got nine offers on the table for one house and it's only been on the market 72 hours, right? And I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at these approval letters and the ones that say, congratulations, Johnny and Susie. Uh, you're good for you know $285,000 based on your credit report and basically what you told us over the phone, right? Mm -hmm. right? Basically, or it just says you're approved for 285000 based on credit report and other criteria and that's it, right? And uh, that's pretty much the letter, right? And I've got the letterhead of the mortgage company. I don't recognize the mortgage company or it's one of the big box banks. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what they did to get this letter, mm -hmm. right? Now, if I've got nine of those letters and I got to go through them, I've got to vet for my sellers what the heck all this means, right? So now I got to start picking up the phone and start calling these mortgage brokers back. And a lot of them don't pick up the phone right away because they're busy too, yeah. right? And now I've got 40 phone calls to make with nine mortgage brokers. You know, if I'm lucky, maybe two or three of them I recognize right away. There's certain mortgage companies we've worked with in the past or people we work with in the past. But I still got six other ones. Yeah, but this is part of our job. I mean, when a seller hires us to sell the house, that's part of our but job. But the thing is, other sure. agents, but from a buyer's perspective, right, oh. other agents aren't probably going to make that effort. So if they see the three good ones that they recognize that they've worked with in the past, the other six, they might not, you know, they might just push them aside and yeah. say, look, we're going to focus on these three. Sure. Because they wrote what they needed to write in the letter that's detailed or they recognize the people that we're working with. And, uh, you know, as, a, as the listing agent, I mean, I have to assume these sellers are relying on your advice in that situation, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So if you have three equal offers mm -hmm. and you know one of them's, a slam dunk. I mean, you're going to say, I think this one, this is probably the best of the three. 
probably because of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And going back with the case with the uh, missile mm-hmm. uh, company, <laughs> the, the listing age, uh, have, we have to talk to the buyer and say, listen, um, you have, because he already came with that letter, we have to give them three options. Let's say there are three lenders with reputation in Palm Beach County. Go ahead and choose one. Mm-hmm. So they finally choose the one. Mm-hmm. And this company, the missile company, sent the file to the new lender. That's right. And, and then... Ex- this lender, because I'm not a lender, so this lender was able to explain to this buyer why these companies are, companies are not good. Right. And he explained, he did a breakdown and said, listen, yes, they're going to give you $2,000 at closing. It's not a gift. Because let me show you here. Mm. On the other side, mm-hmm. they're charging yeah. you there it is. almost right. $3,000 on items that you don't need to pay for right. it. So that 2000, thank you for bringing it up. Cause and I wanted then, to you know, up. they say, thank God, because, I mean, I can't do the job on myself. That's why we work with professionals, you mm-hmm. know, attorneys, accountants, lenders, inspectors, and all that, because. Looking at you, Mike Ryan. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. We don't have all the answers. So. Well, and it's just about uh, having a good team, having your back, and everybody working together, and uh, having some trust, and not just believing what you see on TV or hear on the radio, even us. That's you right. know, vet sure. us. That's you right. Know? Yeah. Um, uh, Johnny, I know that we went way past the break. You want to take a break time? Let's do it. We'll do a okay. little reset. Come back. We got one more segment for you guys. Toll free at 877-927-6969. If you'd like to join the program, you are more than welcome. You always have floridatalkrealestate.com. That is your one-stop shop for the entire team. Whether you're looking to buy your home, sell a home, commercial property, you're looking to refi, you need to uh, see if you're doing uh, the best you can with your home insurance rates. Maybe you've got some student loan debt you're buried. Everything you can think of, it's one-stop shop, Florida Talk Real Estate. Back in minutes, it is Florida Talk Real Estate. It's right here on Real Radio. Real Radio 94.3. I'm CBS 12 meteorologist Steve Glacier. A very good day to you. Happy weekend. Well, from the Storm Track Center, we're keeping a close eye on your weekend forecast because we're going to have some spotty thunderstorms popping up each day. Not a washout. It'll be mostly sunny today, a 40% chance of scattered storms, the high 90. And then tomorrow, 40% chance of scattered storms while it's sunny in the high near 90 degrees. This report is brought to you by Little Caesars. Try the new large, deep, deep dish pizza for just 8 bucks. Home of the large $5 hot and ready pizza. Or try their large, deep, deep dish pizza with 8 crunchy corner slices for just 8 bucks at participating locations plus tax. Little Caesars. Hi, Jim DiPola here, co-owner of Antares International, a top-producing Keller Williams realty team. I'm also the host of Florida Talk Real Estate, the number one real estate show in Florida. My show sponsors and I pride ourselves on being the most important information provider of all things real estate. Since 2012, we've helped thousands of our listeners by providing the most up-to-date information and giving them the advice they need. We've helped them buy and sell houses, get them great loans for new home purchases and refis, give them the legal services to avoid foreclosure and reduce mortgage payments, and get them great rates on insurance and property inspections. But the show couldn't do it without our show's sponsors. First up is Antares International Realty, powered by Keller Williams. Co-owner Natalie Medina Rao and I run a great team of professionals that help our buyers find the dream home they are looking for and get our sellers' homes sold for top dollar in the time frame they need. Next up is the law offices of Paul A. Krasker. Paul's been around for 25 years now and owns a full-service real estate law firm. 
They also have the Homeowners Assistance Division, who can help homeowners who are in trouble. They have a team that specializes in helping them avoid foreclosure, do foreclosure defense, loan modifications, short sales, and many other ways to reduce exorbitant mortgage payments. Paul has also created the Krasker Law Student Loan Department, which is an expert at getting huge reductions on their student loan payments. Paul also has Credit Brain, a full-service credit restoration company that helps its customers increase their credit scores and keep their credit score high for life. If you are selling or refinancing a home and need to select a top-notch title company, there is no better choice in the state than Trident Title. Their costs are competitive and their customer service is second to none. Ross Kamarinets from Brightway Insurance in the Palm Beach Gardens South office has been getting homeowners great quotes on their insurance policies for our listeners for years now. If you are buying a new home and need an accurate insurance quote or looking for a better rate on the insurance policy you currently have, you have to call Ross. For an outstanding property inspector, when buying a new home or looking for ways to get a reduction on your homeowner's insurance for wind mitigation, Matthew Miles from My Safe Home Inspection is your guy. All of these companies and services are just a phone call away. Call us now at 888-973-7828. That's 888-973-7828. Or contact us directly through floridatalkrealestate.com the number one information provider on real estate for South Florida. Hi, Jim DiPola here, host of Florida Talk Real Estate, the number one real estate show in the state. Did you know that besides our one-hour live show every Saturday on WZZR 94.3 FM and iHeartRadio, our sponsors are available to you 24-7 at floridatalkrealestate.com and our brand-new iTunes podcast channel at Florida Talk Real Estate. On FloridaTalkRealEstate.com, you can search for your new home like a pro using the most advanced and accurate search engine to find properties anywhere in Florida that are really for sale. You can even check the sold properties in your neighborhood to get more accurate results than relying on Zillow's dreaded Zestimates to find out what your home is worth. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com's podcast section has all of our previously recorded weekly shows and up-to-date news alerts you don't hear on the live shows. Whether you are trying to buy a house, sell a house, or stuck with the house and don't know what to do, you've got to check out the podcast. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com's blog section gives you the latest news feeds on mortgage rates, market trends in your area, and great insightful articles from top professionals to help you learn the best services and programs out there to help you. So don't forget, Florida Talk Real Estate is available to you 24-7 for all your real estate needs. And if you have a question about something you don't see on our site, give us a call and we'll get you the answers you need. That's the power of FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. How can we help you? Just go to FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Real Radio 94.3. This is Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Nathalie Medina Rowe. Got a question for a real estate pro? Call us live at 877-927-6969. 
This is Real Radio. Yeah, it sure is. Saturday morning. Thanks for being with us. Florida Talk Real Estate here on Real Radio. And that is the toll-free number, 877-927-6969. It's good for, oh, I don't know, the next 15 minutes or so as we'll give you ample time. (laughs) I kid when I say that. 15 more minutes or so to squeeze your phone call in. Johnny C is me, and we do have Jim DePola with Antares International Realty. He's right over there. Good morning, South Florida. We have Natalie Medina, also Antares International Realty. That's a top-producing Keller Williams team. Good morning to you. Good morning. Today is a beautiful day. Indeed it is. And, of course, the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm, Mike Rao, with us on a Saturday. Buenos dias. Let's get to uh, Rich, who's patiently <laughs> waiting. Good morning to you, Rich. Welcome. You're on Florida Talk Real Estate here on Real Radio. <laughs> Uh, good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. Uh, my question is this. We just sold our house. Okay. We found another house to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, from the sale, minus uh, what we owe on the mortgage, which is about $240, mm-hmm. uh, and what we're buying, I need about $110,000 to buy the new house. Okay. Now, uh, I have that money, so I was considering just making a cash offer and then getting the loan afterwards. Is that Does that hurt me in any way? Uh, Mike? Uh, I mean, if, if no. I was loaning myself the money, 110 and then going to you guys afterwards and get, get so the house is purchased, it's bought for cash, right. and then uh, pulling the 110 out from you guys um that's one way you could do it uh actually if you're doing it within a certain time frame from the purchase you you could do what's called delayed financing hmm. uh, I never heard and of that. so that's not actually a refinance it's, it's handled just like you were purchasing it with financing in the beginning so you're not getting any um you know there's it's not a refinance it's a purchase it's just if, okay. it, if it happens within you know certain number of days after the the initial purchase uh you have that option to do that so that's probably what i would do if you're if you're has it already happened? Or are you within, say, four months of that initial purchase? Yeah, we're going to close on in uh, mid-September. Uh, the the house we're selling is is uh, under contract. It closes uh, August fifteenth. Uh, oh, so okay. It's, uh, it's yeah. So days. so if you want to do so so I think this is a situation where in order to make it happen, right? So that mm-hmm. so sometimes simultaneous can be complicated. If you've got the cash. And you don't want to have any worries on that side of the transaction, um, then you know I see that a lot. And then you just do delayed financing. Now, if you if you pass, uh, I forget exactly what the number the the time frame is, but let's just call it four months. It could be six months. Uh, if you pass that, then you are looking at uh, a refinance transaction. Or you know, there's other options there too. You can do a home equity line of credit. You can do a HELOC. Um, I mean, a home equity loan. Um, but delayed right. financing, if you're within that initial window, is probably your best option because there's there's no, um, especially if it's a conventional loan, there's no credit um, risk-based pricing in that, you know, with, well, with the cash out but what about the closing costs? Isn't going to pay double doc stamps and things like that, uh, closing and then closing No, because again? You, you, you don't have to re-record those that stuff so it's, hmm. it's not a new it's not a new deed the deed staying you know the same now there is a new mortgage that gets recorded so there's are, there's some of those fees like recording fees mm-hmm. but those taxes are, are not going to are not going to apply yeah. oh that's great yeah. well and, and that's well, assuming well, you you pay them when you <laughs> when you do the purchase right right right, right. i tell you I, I um i live in a condo which uh, i paid for cash and uh 
there were to the to the buyer who was me by by paying with cash. It was like almost no closing costs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. Even a thousand. Right. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, that's absolutely true. Well, yeah. uh. So you, the closing costs that exist, whether it's a cash, I mean, the, the only cost you shouldn't incur in that case would be the the financing costs. So if there's, exactly. you know, if there's lender fees associated, you still have a uh, settlement company and you still have government fees. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So, but, but you don't but yeah, have when you, like, when you don't you do have this, prepaids like for homeowners yeah, insurance, you're not, taxes you're not zip, and insurance not, and all right. that. So you, you don't have those either. Well, you're not going to be forced to carry homeowners insurance, right. but I don't know if you did or not. But, right. And you're not going to have escrows. So yeah, that's those right. are additional. Those are the prepaid items. Right. Those are the big costs up there. So um, well, now insurance wise, that's one of the reasons, another reason why I'm doing it this way, because on the other house, they Wells Fargo was forcing me to have flood insurance, and I told them that the house, I mean, then there's, uh, you know, they bought the, the loan from somebody else, and I told them that, which was expensive, it was over 200 bucks a month. Right. Uh, For flood insurance. And, wow. Yeah. Because he probably was in a flood zone, I would assume. Well, still, oh, yeah, 200 bucks a month is ludicrous. I mean, yeah. flood insurance should probably be, and, and, you know, we can get Ross to... To, right. on some time to talk about it but some you know anywhere from 400 to 600 dollars a year a year a year so right. but it depends on the flood zone uh, also and your and your elevation so if you're in a zone that requires it and your elevation certificate puts you at you know so many feet either above or below sea level then it could get it could get more pricey that's what ross oh, yeah. usually says and i think that's what happened here mm-hmm. that's what i think yeah. happened yeah. So, um, yeah, well, it, I just learned something today, sir, because yeah. I did not know about delayed financing. Delayed That's the financing. first thing I just, I learned something today. That requires, yeah, from I mean, what it sounds like, you do, you <laughs> must have some cash sitting there, though, in reserves, it sounds like. Not reserves, just, he's, he's saying he's buying the place cash, and then he wants to recover, he, he wants to get, you know, back to, oh, okay. recover his liquidity, so he wants to finance it after the fact. So, so. It's, it's a little simpler than, than what I was hearing. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Rich, reach out to the team, my brother. It's floridatalkrealestate.com. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll call you guys uh, because uh, and try to do this delayed financing thing. Uh, yep, that's pretty cool. Thank you very much. Have Thanks, a good day. Have Thanks, a great Rich. weekend. Okay, let's say hi to uh, Billy. Hello, Billy. Good morning to you. Welcome. You're on Florida Talk Real Estate. Hey, good morning. Hi. Good morning, good morning, Billy. How can we help hey, you? Hey, um, <clears throat> I'm wanting to buy some land up, kind of like in the Bureau Beach area. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm I'm looking. I just want to buy the land now while it's still somewhat reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm like 10 years from retiring, mm-hmm. and I, I'm thinking if I buy the land now, you know, whenever I get ready to retire, and sell my house down in Palm Beach, and mm-hmm. I'm up there. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, how how can I get financing just on vacant land? Mm, I don't not, think so. Yeah, not not <laughs> uh, not in the conforming loan world. So yeah. uh, remember, these these loans that we do are secured against the property, right? Like the house is what's valuable. That's the house is the, the security collateral. for the yeah. for the loan. So Land just doesn't hold that same kind of clout. Um, there are financing options, but just not in the conforming world. So yeah, you would have to do like uh, private money, uh, mortgages, things like that, yeah. um, Billy, in right. order to make it work. Okay. And Billy, Billy, do you do you own something right now? Do you have anything with equity in it, like a pro- like a property? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could get a mortgage on my houses. I don't know anything on it, you know. Uh, if you own your current home free and clear. Um, you're not going to get a loan for your land specifically, but there's certainly ways to uh, access the equity in your property and you can do pretty right. much whatever you want with that money. So that's probably what I would advise you to do, at least initially, is to to look at a home equity 
uh, loan or home equity line of credit. And what I would advise you to do, Billy, is to uh, to reach out and sit down with Mike. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, good question, Mike, because uh, I was saying, no way, that ain't going to happen. And then Mike asked so, the question, and there's a real-life example of asking the right question sure. and saying that there are options for mm-hmm. you. You know, That's right. That's, that's why you go to somebody that specializes in what they do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Okay, Billy. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can help you get your retirement property. You know, we're working with one other customer right now, Antares International Realty, that's actually looking for land in Vero Beach near um, near the Hutchinson Island area, basically. Okay. Um, and they're looking for land over there, and we're helping them that, with that right now. So we could definitely help you on with that if you need to. Okay. 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 All right. Okay, good. Look forward to it. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. You can always go 888-973-7828. That's a hotline number. If you can't remember that, FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. The hotline's on the upper left-hand corner. You mentioned a word that sparked a question there, Mike. Yes. You mentioned HELOCs. Yes. A couple years ago, we were forming into this HELOC bubble as all of them were maturing, and I never really heard that this caused mass chaos. Was it a situation where a lot of people were able to refi? Is that how that worked? Well, during the bust, what happened was a lot of them got short-sailed, and me, you know, our team went in there and got rid of them. Is that what chewed them up, a lot of short-sales? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, the first position and the second position on a on a short sale basically they're they're both taking a haircut one way or the other so those a lot of those HELOCs got paid off and through a short sale and there was even actually federal guidelines on how much that HELOC could get percentage wise uh because they were in second position because they weren't going to get anything uh if the first mortgage didn't give them something yeah as those things were maturing there were people there were a lot of people that were just going to be in a position where they were financially not able anymore. Yeah, so the, a lot of them got gobbled up with all the other garbage mortgages that were happening at the time. Okay. Uh, just wanted to leave off with this because we just got a few more minutes. Uh, man, uh, Natalie and I and our team right now are jonesing for listings. Uh, we're back to that again. And uh, <laughs> you just heard that we have, uh, what do we say, 33 <laughs> closings in the next 38 days? Yes. Uh a lot of those are listings, okay? <laughs> um, we've been selling our houses in t- 8 days, 10 days, 14 days, 21 days. Wow. A long time period for me is 40, 47 days. That's a long time for Natalie and I right now. We're getting uh, top dollar for these properties. We're getting well within, uh, and most of them, 3% of the original list price. So if we have the house on the market for uh just to make it easy, three hundred thousand. Okay, we're we're getting two ninety one to three oh nine for the houses. You know, just to give you a perspective. Great work. Um, we're usually getting multiple offers. Okay, not all the time, but many times we're getting the multiple offers. Um, if you're thinking about selling your house, please let us interview for the job mm-hmm. and just see if we have a shot at it. And and I wanted to also say I forgot this at the top there. Um, congratulations to. Rick, and thank you to Rick from Fort Lauderdale, who we picked up the listing for the house uh, yep. earlier this week. I forgot about that. Uh, we picked up a listing, another listing down in Fort Lauderdale in the Tarpon Bend area, a nice area of uh, Fort Lauderdale. But if you're looking for a top listing agent, these are the things that you should be looking for. And first of all, Natalie and I don't even call ourselves listing agents. We call ourselves closing agents. <laughs> That's okay? right. Because we don't list properties, we sell properties. Natalie and I and our team, in the almost five years we've been on the show, we've only had three expired listings that whole time. Now, usually one in four 
listings on the MLS go expired. Well, how many it, of those three were you like, man, I don't even want to take this? Well, one of them was a short <laughs> sell. All right. Okay. And we ended up selling it, but we ended up not turning in the paperwork for the to stop the expired listing. It went expired before we found out while we're waiting for the short sale to close. Oh, so that was not real factual. And that's why we hired Nancy <laughs> to make sure that never <laughs> happened again. Uh-huh. And then uh, the other two were people uh, that, uh, well, one of them was a short sale we just couldn't do. Couldn't get okay? it done. Mm-hmm. And the other one, you know what? We were tired of having complaints from buyers, agents, saying they were stepping on the person's dog poop in the house. Mm. And it was just time to cancel that listing. Um, you know, and when expired. Um, so the thing is, is that this is what you should be looking for a top listing agent. Okay. Number one, you should ask them how Close, many expired? closing agents. Closing yeah, agent. yeah, closing agents. Right. Uh, I could list your how house many, if you'd like. Yeah, anybody <laughs> can list your. Oh, yeah, everybody can list. It's yeah, true. Sure, anybody. We close them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So what you got to look for is number one, ask them how many expired listings do you have. Ask them to pull up their MLS stats in front of you with their computer or say if they don't bring their computer with them and they're one of those people that just give you paper comps and stuff like that, mm-hmm. tell them, hey, I got a computer. Let's go online and see what your stats look like in the last year. Pull it up. You can do that. Okay. It's just like uh, looking on the back of a baseball card and seeing somebody's stats, you yeah. know, on the baseball card. You should do that. You should be also looking at the cumulative days on market for the properties that they've um, sold or have on the market. How long have they been on the market? How long did it take to sell? The last thing I would look at it as bare minimum is to look at how many, uh, what the price was that they listed it at, how many times they dropped the price before the house actually got sold, mm. and what did the house sell for? Those mm. are all important things. And then if you get through that, those questions, then you should be looking at things like photography. Okay, what do their photos look like? How do they present the properties that they were selling? These are all crucial things of why Natalie and I can sell houses in 30 days or less yeah, we almost got them all the time. We got them all. Got so, them down. And we, we sell in any price range, whether you're looking, you're trying to sell your $50,000 condo or you're looking to sell your $1 million intercoastal home, we're there for you. And we'd love to interview for the job to sell your house. We're Jones and for listings. Hmm. Give us a call. We need your listings right now. We want to sell your house for top dollar. And you guys are so good at understanding where these uh, offers should be. I remember one home in particular we were looking at, and uh, we were going to make an offer, and you were like, no, wait about a Just wait, wait a couple more weeks. They're going to drop the price again to X from Y. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're like, okay. And it happened like you had a crystal ball right in front of you. It was amazing. <laughs> but that's, that's an understanding of the market and where these homes need to be to um, to get the offers you're trying to get. If you're looking for a team that is very good at what they do, the best of the best, people that specialize in what they do, it's the FloridaTalkRealEstate.com team. That's a .com, by the way. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. You got the hotline there, 888-973-7828. All the information, the contact, and, of course, uh, the most accurate search engine for Florida homes right there as well. Uh, iTunes at Florida Talk Real Estate. You can find all the podcasts there. Uh, We're on Facebook. Press the like button. You got Facebook Live. We just give you as much as possible. When I say we, I mean they. I'm just air traffic control. <laughs> For Jim DePola, have a great weekend. Thank you. Natalie Medina, please do the same. Thank you. And Mike Rao, I insist you also have a great yes, weekend. Sir, you He's too, going Jim. to Costa Rica. I Ooh. hope you uh, I hope you make it home Pura safe, vida. Thank you. Right? Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't know that's where you were going. Congratulations. Pura Thank vida. You. Thank you. That's awesome. Bring me back a colones, please. <laughs> uh, I'll bring you back some, some uh, coffee, Imperial. Brit. Oh, very some nice. Brit. Yeah. Mm. We'll see you back next Saturday. Another edition of Florida Talk Real Estate right here on Real Radio.